0: You're listening to You've Got This, episode 36. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. As an avid reader and writer, I'm thrilled that this episode of You've Got This is sponsored by Stylus Publishing. A leading independent U.S. publisher that focuses on books for teachers, administrators, and policymakers in higher education. YGT listeners receive a 20% off discount for all books purchased through the Stylus website at www.styluspub.com using code YGT20. So make sure to check out their catalog to see if you can find your next great read. In this episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about having a professional website. And this topic was something I've been thinking about lately. I I was recently at a conference and I was talking with um, a couple different people, actually, both women, and um, neither one of them has a professional website. And they were kind of reticent about it and they felt like it was kind of too, you know, flashy or too self-promotional to have a professional website. And um, I just I don't feel that way at all. And so um, we had these really interesting conversations about it. And this is also something that I've been thinking about. It's actually a full chapter in the book that I'm working on, on managing your academic identity online. And so it seemed to me, you know, worth a podcast episode to talk about um, having a professional website, why you might need one, and the different kinds of things that maybe you could include there. Um, and also, I recently underwent kind of a refresh of my own professional website. And so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. So I think that people sometimes just think about these websites as being purely for self promotion, um, and they certainly can be. But I also think that people need a place to be able to find you online that you can control. And you may have an institutional website um, where you have a profile, and you know maybe you have your headshot and some, uh, you know, a link to your CV, maybe some other information about the job that you hold at your institution. But that is a a website that maybe you don't have full control over editing. Maybe someone else edits it for you. And if you ever decide to leave your institution, that website is no longer yours. And so I think that, you know, when people find you online, if, if you're on social media and all these other places, it's great to have, you know, those spaces as well. But I really believe in having a home base where you have kind of control over your own domain name, your own space, your own aesthetics, and you can post, you know, whatever you want. I also think that in terms of promotion, your website is your best promotional tool because it works on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you are trying to share anything about your professional life, whether it's you know blog posts or you have a new publication out or you have teaching tools that you think are really effective um, or you're providing some kind of services like keynoting, workshops, that kind of thing, coaching, um, or if you're on the job market, I mean, all these different kinds of reasons. That website really works hard on your behalf, and it's up all the time, and as long as you're keeping it updated, it can be a really effective tool. So I thought I would talk a little bit about kind of how my professional website has shifted and changed over time, because I think maybe that would give you a sense of how it can change over one's career. So I first launched a professional website when I was a graduate student and I was going on the job market. And at that time, I launched it as kathrynlinder.com. And um, Katherine Linder is the name that for a long time I used professionally for publication and it was on my CV. And so that made sense. I, it may also have been that Linder.com was not available at that time. So I, I launched kathrynlinder.com and it was basically like an online CV for my job search. So I had a page talking about teaching and it had like links to some of my teaching artifacts and um, it had information about the classes that I taught and, and how long I taught them and, and that kind of thing. It had um, a section on my research. It had a section on the faculty development work that I'd done and, and linked to some different documents and artifacts around that. Um, and it had a headshot, had image of me so that people knew that when they you know were looking, they'd found the right person if they knew what I looked like. And so that was my first real iteration of my professional website. And it was relatively easy to build. I've done all of my websites myself um, and have never had to outsource that. I think the tools that are available now make it really easy um, to create your own professional website. The second iteration of my website pretty much happened somewhat naturally when I started doing more keynotes and workshops and when it wasn't really relevant anymore to have my CV online like that. Um, and this was, you know, if, if you're not actively on the job market, I think it's important to have a CV, a recent version that's available for people to download, but your whole website doesn't necessarily need to be your CV unless you're job searching. So because I was starting to do more um, services and I had, you know, keynotes and workshops and titles and descriptions and you know people wanted to learn more about that. When I was traveling around to different places, it was really easy for me to say, oh, you can just go to my professional website to learn more. And um, in that case, I think one of the most important things you can have on your professional website is an easy way for people to contact you. And this is something that I've actually seen on a lot of academic professional websites that I visited. It's just incredibly hard to find someone's email. And I just I think that's one of the, you know, most easy things that you can do on these websites is to make sure it's really easy to contact you. Some people create forms. Um, I just put my email um, in a way that spammers can't kind of easily pick it up. And I think that, you know, I do get a lot of people who contact me directly from my site because um, I'm easy to contact. They know where they can find me. The third iteration of my professional website really happened when I started to create additional projects and I was outputting more content. And um, I would say this is around the time, you know, maybe even within the last year when I started podcasting, I started doing regular newsletters and I needed to kind of house some of those things or I needed to f- create a space where they were easy to find. And this is also when I started creating multiple websites to house things. So I created um, a Website for the podcast. I created a website for my book. And then I had a website where you could learn about my projects and also learn about services like keynotes and um, workshops that I lead. I should also mention, too, that when I was in graduate school, I did have a blog um, for a pretty significant amount of time called To Do Dissertation, which is now kind of defunct. The website is still up. But I think I created that through like a WordPress blog, Um, and so I was running that website for a while too, but that's not something that I actively engage with anymore. The final iteration, which is kind of where I currently am, and this was the refresh that I just finished on my website, was I separated out my professional services from my projects. And so now there is a separate space that you can go if you want to hire me for something, And that space is specifically tied to my LLC. So that new web address is actually just a subdomain of my katylinder.work site, and it's llc.katylinder.work. And if you go there, you can learn about um, my workshops, my keynote speaking, and um, coaching, because I do individual coaching. And I think that that was really helpful for me. I, I needed to kind of have those things in separate spaces. So now if you just go to my my kind of regular professional website, what you see is my current projects that I'm working on. Um, you see links to the podcast and my newsletter and um, to my books. And you have a, a place to download my CV if you'd like it. So I think that there's... Um, For me, at this point, I had so much going on, it was really helpful for me to kind of compartmentalize those things and to put them into separate spaces. And now I have a really clear place to send people if all they really want to do is hire me for something and they don't really care, you know, maybe about getting the latest updates on what I'm working on right now, whereas there may be other people who really just want to know what's my latest project, what are the kinds of things I'm working on, um, and then they can go to my regular professional website and, and find those things. So um, I do think that having a professional website is really helpful if you're trying to network, you're trying to um, share with people, you know, more about you and your work, your projects, your services. This is a website that I have created a separate business card for. Um, I do have a a business card that's more for the work that I do with my LLC. So if people do ask about, you know, that kind of information, I can just hand them that and they they can go visit the website and learn more. But I just, I think now more than ever, it's so easy to have a professional website. And um, maybe in another episode, I'll kind of go into the various resources for that. But I think that, you know, this is something that if you haven't dipped your toe in the water, it's not a huge time investment to get started. And there are definitely, you know, services that can help you kind of figure it out. Um and you know at the very least you could always contact me with questions that you have. Um I'm always happy to answer questions about this kind of thing. So um that's a little bit about having a professional website. If you've got one that you're proud of, let me know. I'd love to link to some in the show notes so people can see different examples of what people have done. And um yeah, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of YGT. I'm Katie Linder, and I'll be back next week with another episode. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of You've Got This can be found at YGTForYou'veGotThisPodcast.com. That's YGTPodcast.com. Don't forget that if you're looking for a good book, this episode of You've Got This is sponsored by Stylus Publishing, a leading independent U.S. publisher that focuses on books for teachers, administrators, and policymakers in higher education. YGT listeners receive a 20% off discount for books purchased through the Stylus website at www.styluspub.com using code YGT20. To comment on today's show, suggest a topic for me to discuss, or ask a question that could be featured in a future episode, connect with me on Twitter at Linder or at ygt__podcast or by emailing feedback at ygtpodcast.com. You can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast, available in iTunes, and via my Learn Like a Boss weekly email newsletter. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.org to receive an essay focused on topics like productivity, resilience, and what it means to learn like it's your job delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you find that you've got this podcast to be a helpful resource, please consider leaving the show a review in iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends and colleagues, the best promotion for the show is definitely word of mouth. If you want to learn more about my work and projects or how to hire me as a consultant, workshop facilitator, or speaker, visit my website katielinder.org. Thanks for listening.